Welcome to the Energy Exchange Podcast, hosted by Internex, a podcast where we talk about a cleaner, smarter energy system of the future. Hi, I'm Ron Cherber, Vice President of Grid Modernization with Internex, and I'll be your host for this follow-on episode all about big data and analytics. In an earlier episode, we heard from Rayford Smith of Energy about how he is transforming his business through the use of big data analytics at the enterprise level and some of the early wins and benefits that he and his team have achieved through these efforts. In this episode, we want to focus on the data connectivity between applications and the information it generates that goes beyond big data and smart algorithms and how IT plays a key role in using the information received from connected systems. Anyone who has purchased an item or has even simply looked at an item online has experienced the magic of related suggestions for purchases that are pushed to us by various search engines. This type of customer predictive behavior is only one example of how and what we do is noted, recorded, analyzed, and acted upon. In looking at what the electric utility business is doing with the vast amounts of data and available information, Often it is hard to envision how this can be transformed into meaningful and actionable tactics. To help me better understand and help us talk about the potential of mining data, I've invited Jerry Sullivan, CIO of OUC, to join me today. So Jerry, welcome and thank you for joining me on this podcast. To kick things off, can you tell us a little bit more about some of the work you've done here at OUC with regard to achieving seamless connectivity at this utility? First, Ron, thank you for having me on your podcast. I've been a fan of yours for almost 20 years. (laughs) I'm happy to host you here at OUC, here at Reliable Plaza, our company headquarters here in Orlando. We serve the city of Orlando, the city beautiful, and the population of Central Florida and Orange and Osceola counties. We have the unique distinction of being the most visited place on earth, hosting over 70 million visitors per year. With this distinction, we owe it to our customers, both commercial and residential, and all of our visitors a unique customer-focused and reliable electric and water service. These are essential services for this unique city by our utility. At OEC, we're called the reliable one, we have almost 200 applications spread across the enterprise. Many of the essential and core applications are seamlessly connected in near and real time. We have seamless transactions from the meter to the trucks and everything in between. We're virtually no back office work for the customary customer service and billing transactions. Many of our customer and employee initiatives are technology-driven. I would characterize OUC as a technology utility. As background, we have full AMI for both electric and water customers. The electric and water data is connected from the meter through many applications all the way to the trucks and back to the meter. We have full service functionality for start, stop, and move within this territory on both the IVR, Interactive Voice Response System, and the web. We have over 50 types of transactions that can be handled by our IVR and web, and we're one of the few utilities in the country that can do all of these seamlessly without back office work by the customer service reps or the billing department. Our system reliability is a terrific sense of pride for OUC. We are known, as I said before, the reliable one because we have reliability woven into our culture. For the last 20 years, we've been the most reliable electric utility in Florida compared to all the investor-owned utilities and the municipals in Florida. And that's compared to Duke, Florida Power and Light, Tampa Electric, and all the munis. I used to work at PA Consulting, where we measure reliability in the Reliability One program. We reviewed the reliability metrics of almost 300 utilities annually, and OUC was one of the most reliable utilities in the nation. 
However, I have been at OUC now for almost six years, and although I don't have the metrics for other utilities like I used to, I believe that we're still one of the best utilities in the nation. Great, Jerry. Well, you know, I, I understand that among your key strategic initiatives that you focused on is maintaining competitive rates, optimizing quality customer experiences, improving organizational effectiveness, and leveraging sustainable resources. You've indicated that technology is at the core of these. Can you expand a bit more in, in what you have been able to achieve? Let me provide an illustrative example, Ron. About 18 months ago, Florida was struck by Hurricane Irma. The year before, Hurricane Matthew. On the first day of the storm, on the first day of the hurricane, we sent crews out when it was safe to travel. We provided tablets to the damage assessment crews. The assessors went to the affected street or streets and used the icon on the tablet that symbolized the damage, dragged it onto the map of the asset. For example, the crew would drive down the street, note a broken pole, a down conductor, debris on the street, or open breaker, flooded transformer. They would note it, drag the icon over the damaged asset that's GIS enabled, and we would collect the damage information, and then it would be uploaded and sent to OMS and GIS. The next day, the planning department listed the restoration times by premise with the hour and day of estimated restoration within the day of the storm. I believe we're one of the first utilities in the state to restore power to our customers. Good preparation, great planning, great crews, and technology were significant enablers on a restoration program all done through technology, all done through advanced digital transformation of utility. We centered our core systems on that base code, or on base codes. So a lot of core applications we have, customer information systems, meter data management, head-end systems, uh, ERP solutions, and we put them in with hardly any customizations. We stayed true to the base code, hoping that Oracle or the other major suppliers would have base codes that taken advantage of all the other implementations they've had. And what we do is we customize the edge systems. We configure the edge systems so that it's highly customable to our different products and services and to all of the attributes that our customers want and need for their mobile data, for their handheld devices, HTML code on their mobile phone. And so we can upgrade these systems and do the patches and do the releases with precision, accuracy, high quality, very little defects. So when we go live with major upgrades or minor upgrades, we're almost sure that it's going to go live successfully without any defects and without all the drama that takes place with major upgrades. We'll stay true to base code and then customize all the edge applications. That's been our way in which our IT departments work with all the business units. So we configure the tables, we configure the applications on the edge, on the peripheral systems, and we can stay tuned to the fast-moving technology changes that are taking place in our industry. I think those are, as an example, I can go on and on and talk about prepaid solutions, talk about real-time payment centers. A customer can be cut off for non-payment, and they go to a service center that's within a mile of their house through data analytics. We found out where they're all located, who makes payments. They go into the store, to the 7-Eleven or the Wawa or convenience store or to a bank. They make payment, and they travel back to their house. Before they get back to their house, the lights are turned on. That's only available through technology, through real-time transactions. The biggest complaint we have from our customers is they wonder, should they have even made payment? Maybe the, customer, the lights would have turned on without their payments. <laughs> that's not really true, but that's just one of many, many, many examples that we have. And it's only been through the technology revolution we've had with data analytics and better information at the hands of all the business units and all the different customers that we have that 
have different wants and needs. Those are examples. I hope that's of help. Yeah, absolutely. From 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 your perspective, what do you see is some of the biggest hurdles that utilities are 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 facing, and what do they need to do to begin to reap some of the benefits for for operators and consumers? Well, as you know, I think the technologies are moving ahead at a rapid pace. Indeed, every conference you go to, the data revolution is exponentially increasing. We have a lot more data than we can absorb. We're making significant inroads into this monumental amount of data by smart technologies, smart tools, data visualization tools. And we can make sense of perhaps disconnected and apparently unrelated events. Augmented intelligence, artificial intelligence, predictive analytics, these tools are all now available that weren't available a few years ago. Well, if you work in a grid operator or an ISO or RTO in the country, nodal systems and incremental or uh, locational margin, marginal prices and all these systems, they weren't available in the market because you didn't have the computer horsepower. Hmm. In the distribution companies or the generation companies, the tools are a lot more affordable, a lot more easy to implement, and that's, I think, the big wave of the future. I think it's the role of the CIO and the, and the business units to work with, with each other to get the most out of these tools, which means that we must ensure people are trained, the information is used and useful, we have a data governance structure, we have a lot of collaboration, and we can put in an organization that best fits the needs of all the users that are really craving and wanting to be data scientists in their own right. I think uh, the sum and substance of all this is that all of this data analytical tools, processes, and the data integrity can be improved by frequent and relevant communications and awareness by the business owners and customers here. That's our biggest challenge, keeping the communications up so that we can move forward with all the data uh, needs of all the business units we have. You know, Jerry, just a a quick aside, you have external customers and internal customers, you know, uh, customers that you serve with power and water, and then obviously your internal customers with all the different groups. How do you kind of blend together the customer need and the external customer need and your internal customer need? Is that is that a challenge? Well, I, actually, the two different groups, um, customers internally and externally. Um, we listen to our clients within the company. Most of our applications have our own data analytics, their own report writing. But I think it's more than just the individual systems and the reports. I call them the, the static type of tools that we've got. They hear it from the customers, what they need, and I think most of our applications can handle it. I think the, the big effort from the various departments here is they're wanting to be more effective, more efficient, and to lower costs. Our customers really don't have that as a requirement. They just want their, their electricity to work. They want their water to be on. They want to make sure that it's high-quality water, that uh, the lights are going to be there when they need it. And they really don't have a basis to say that our costs are lower than another utility because they don't know what other utilities are. Sure. So I think our major driver from an IT perspective is the internal business units that really drive our, our thing. They know what the customer wants probably closer than what we do. Mm-hmm. We try to keep ahead with the technology, but I think it's internally focused. Most CIOs have an ambition to be external, but your key to success is being internal mm-hmm. focused. That's maybe a departure from most CIOs, what they're saying, but 
I feel like if you don't satisfy the internal customers, you don't have time to satisfy the external. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe so, interest in our tools. I thought that was one of your big things you are going to ask me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to know, learn more about the tools that you have. Well, we have several analytical and informational tools. Like I said, most all of our core applications, the big ones, they all have reports, and our IT department has logs. We can see what's happening and how often it happens and the transactions. Uh, but we've got a lot of tools that provide online uh, alerts and notifications. So we have proactive alerts for outages. When a customer's out, we can tell you how long you're out before you even get home. We can tell you what time you're going to be restored, that somebody's on the way. I think a lot of utilities may, may have this, these tools for proactive alerts. We also have proactive alerts for billing. You would expect that for your financial bank, mm. your American Express or your bank tells you you've received a payment to your account, um, someone's used your credit card somewhere else. We've taken that and adopted here into utility, proactive alerts for billing, proactive alerts for outages. We're even putting in OUC consumption online for commercial customers. But we've moved beyond the proactive alerts for customers. Internally, we have a couple of data analytical tools. We found with our ERP solution that we have a web-based system that allows dashboards customized to the user. So based upon your role, depending on your department, you will have on your dashboard all the things you need to know on budgets and costs, headcount, and they're all drillable down. It's mm. called a Hubble tool. Hubble uh, is an Oracle product, or it fits in well with Oracle, the ERP, J.D. Edwards system. For our major customer care and billing system, CCNB, or the meter data management, they've already provided a step beyond the human behaviors of re receiving a static report on your desktop every morning that tells you the the information you need for your job, they know that they're going to send you what they call to-dos. It says you must act on these sort of things. So it's hmm. more than an exception report. We have other data visualization tools that we use elsewhere, and that's very easy to use, very inexpensive. It's called ClickSense. It's very similar to Tableau, a little more robust. And you can do any, any database we have in the company. We can connect these disparate databases, independent databases, and put on a visualization tool. So if you want to know cost per customer or transactions per, per, per employee or the number of tickets that are handled by an IT staff per day or by department, anything you can think of and that's located in different places in the company, our data scientists, our data analytics people, our business applications analysts can find that data, go through the planning and the design, the building, the, the testing, training and deploying these uh, systems. So these dashboards are available. So we've got the static reports like Cognos for, for, for the ones that delivered your desktop. They're already pre-approved. They've gone through all of the testing for users. Mm -hmm. We've got the data visualization tools. We have all the proactive alerts tools. And we have the to-dos done by the major Oracle applications. The next step here is try to have more predictive analytics that tells us when maintenance is needed or when there's an issue with customers or payments. So we can do a lot of things. We just gotta be creative in doing it. But I think the tools are there, the technology is there. Now it's a matter of planning, designing, building, testing, training, deploying the next tool or the next dashboards. That's it, in the summary and substance of our analytics tools. You know, I, I've been listening to a lot of people talking about the quote unquote data lake. And you know, uh, 
this is Ron's poor analogy. If you don't know what you're putting in the lake, you can wind up with a swamp. So uh, again, just a, an ad hoc question to you. What are your thoughts in terms of, you mentioned that you have a number of databases that you can pull from, and it sounds like you've solved some of the issue of disparity of sources and systems of record, and you know, you've been able to glean a lot of good stuff through mining. I will say that the key to OUC's IT department, you know, I have great people, uh, and I think a great organization, how we divide up our major projects delivery group from our regular applications group for, you know, the uh, business intelligence group or telephony group. We have all the organization most IT shops have. But how we've been able to deliver seven, eight, nine projects simultaneously board level projects that are approved by the board and have them run is because we have a data integration group. I call it the design authority. They can connect anything with anything. They go home at the end of the day. They don't lose sleep. Hmm. I learned new words here. Cien percento, 100%. <laughs> They're confident we deliver. And the key for an IT shop is having database administrators integration specialists, we call an enterprise service bus, there's also an Oracle service bus, but we can connect different systems together and have them work flawlessly. And the group there are PhD level thinkers, they're just absolutely phenomenal. They're probably the unsung heroes of OUC's IT shop. Uh, they're quiet, they're usually hidden in a room, and they don't have any paper documentation, it's all on the screen. They can connect anything with anything. So I'm really confident of the group. It's my pride and joy um, that I say they're unsung hero. They don't need a lot of glamour. They don't want to be management. They want to be techies. They're quite good. I'm very, very proud of them. As far as the data lake or the old school name, maybe uh, data warehouse, mm -hmm. I really, in my experience, I really haven't seen people really talk about data warehouses anymore. That was something that was talked about quite a bit in the mid-2000s. I don't know whoever uses them. Now data lake is a new term. I must confess, I really don't know much about a data lake, but whatever they want, I think, what are your requirements? What's important to you? What do you want to get out of a data lake? And I probably can have my team develop that without going through a data lake. It might be something good. I don't know enough about it. I'm not gonna uh, put any disparaging comments on it. Um, if a data lake will solve that, and I got some smart people that can tell me what it looks like and draw me a picture of what it looks like besides a lake <laughs> with all that data in it. But if they want to have their own sandbox, so to speak, so to speak, or we want a business environment that takes data in here where they can play in it, that it doesn't mess with our code, mess with the databases we've got, I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. So we will support it if the business wants a data lake, if they want a data warehouse, if they want their own sandbox with, with data that they can pull the key metrics up there for executive dashboards. We're all for it, we'll all support it. Super, so Jerry, what advice would you offer to other utilities that are beginning to deal with the data tsunami that we're seeing from all the edge devices reporting, you know, very, very time sensitive and you know, tons and tons of data. Uh, you know, it, I, I don't think we're in a situation where 
the data is the starvation point. I think it's the processing and the analysis of the data that is really the, the challenge that utilities are facing today. Your thoughts on that? Well, um, I like to think my group are problem solvers. My professor at New York University back in the day was Professor Edward Deming. Mm. His graduate assistant was uh, Ms. Arsini. She worked with me at uh, General Public Utilities. And uh, we go through the Plan, Do, Check, Study, Act, or Plan, Do, Act uh, methodology, or Focus, Analyze, Develop, Execute. What I mean by these things? We focus on what the problems are, we analyze all the relevant data, we develop solutions for it, and we execute. And the key is we have to execute flawlessly. So if someone wants to uh, do things in IT, develop the next uh, upgrade project, or put a new system in place, we attack it with a rigor. We plan, we design, we build, we test, we train, we deploy. And we do that with precision. Um, so when we go live with a product, like we went live last weekend with the head-end system, it was, you know, after we went live, uh, no defects, we just went to the next project. So what I recommend, uh, or advice I give other utilities, you've got to have great database engineers, you've got to have good database administrators, you've got to have a team that does all the things right. That's the design authority. Make sure all the systems work. We also have a very good project management office that can do all of the things that make people work. Come up with a budget, come up with a schedule, come up with the risks, come up with the issues. Plan your project, collaborate frequently in daily hassle calls. Have a daily 30 minute meeting to describe what's holding you from getting your job done. So we have a, a, a project office and we also have a design authority. Those two complement each other, how things work, how people work. And we have a testing team that tests things with, with all the automation. We can deliver projects extremely well. And then we pass it over when it's implemented and everybody's trained over to the regular applications team that runs it all the time, that runs it day to day, that has to know the business applications backwards and forwards. We hire people from the business. They hire the best people we can from the business and uh, we keep them happy so we get almost no attrition. Mm. So you got a team that keeps things running and you got a team that keeps things delivering. Those two things there, plus we have another group in the data center that makes sure that we always have reliability, availability, and resiliency. Well, that's our whole group, and uh, it's been great working here at OEC. It's one of, the, I think, one of the best companies, uh, utilities in the country. Yep. I, I, I agree, just based upon what I've read and heard and knowing your passion, you know, the word that kept on resonating in, in that little discussion was team. And yeah. I know you, Jerry, from years working together, You've always been a team member, a team player, and focus on the team. So, well, thank you. It's uh, it's I'm excited to be here. It's been I've been here about six years. I wouldn't want to go anywhere else, but it's uh, it's been fun and always a lot of challenge every day, every day. And uh, I think OEC wants to be recognized as the best utility in the nation. And all the team uh, here, and all the officer team here, from the, and all the workers, right down to the crew members, uh, they have a lot of pride, and uh, that's going to carry us through. Jerry, thank you so very much for your valuable insights. It's, it's very clear to me and should be to others how you've really helped OUC become a leader in this and other areas. So stay tuned for future episodes of the Energy Exchange. We have many additional topics to cover, such as cybersecurity and more. 
if you'd like to suggest a topic, drop a note or a line at podcast at nrnx.com. And please subscribe to our podcast. We can be found on all major podcast platforms. So until next time, this is Ron Sherbra. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Jerry, for your time. Discover more about Internex by visiting www.internex.com and join us for upcoming issues of the Energy Exchange podcast. Internex, a Chessie company, is a leading provider of research, engineering, and consulting services to the electric power industry worldwide. Founded in 2003, the company is focused on helping our clients understand, adopt, and leverage new and emerging electric power technologies to advance a cleaner, smarter energy system of the future.